Drake Digital with Drake West and Sid in the morning. Hear all the shows at drakehallmemphis.com. Hello, it's Monday, the 17th of April, uh, 2023, as we move into a new week. A rough weekend for the Grizzlies. Game one against the Lakers did not go their way. They got beat down pretty bad, and John Morant beat up his right hand pretty bad again. So for Wednesday, he's a question mark. Some big television over the weekend as the marvelous Mrs. Maisel returns to Amazon Prime. Fantastic show in its last season. The last season of Barry on HBO Max. That's a good one, too, to check out. And uh, there were other things going on. Only a few mass shootings, so let's let's hope for a uh, decent week on this Monday. At 9 or so this morning after we uh, chatter a bit, Episode 4 of the live rock and roll, the best live rock and roll ever made on Between the Grooves. That's up this morning. So in the meantime, have a good day. We'll discuss uh, various and such like that. One big thing. This is the headline on a thing called Axios, a new site that I take every morning. I've tried a bunch of them. Um, I tried the the uh, one from the, uh, from the uh, Appeal uh, locally is uh, is behind and it's a waste of time. I, I've tried um, several more and they just don't get it done. It's not what I, it doesn't work. Axios is pretty smart and they're on the money. Business is under new pressure to save society. That isn't that's that far of a stretch. It's obvious that when people have jobs and business is being productive, money is flowing into the system and into your pocket, hopefully, and so things will even themselves out. That's why that the current president is trying to push a bunch of stuff through, maybe too much at once, in hopes that it'll create jobs and it'll all pay for itself. But that's a whole different S show than I plan to get into on this. Um, how much do you trust this this thing to do what is right? The world is based upon what's right and what's wrong, or it should be, uh, but it's not. But anyway, here is this current poll. How much do you trust this thing to do what is right? Number one, my employer, 77%. Wow. Let us ponder. That's <laughs> a huge number. Uh, it's a surprising number. Um, you can categorize your employer in a lot of different ways. Um, well, there's that. There's the immediate boss that you answer to. Yeah. There's the boss that boss answers to, and then there's the corporation at large. Yeah. Which is exactly why I would never have answered that question that way. Not in our, because we are in a great situation now, but prior to that, mm-hmm. and picturing the corporation you know, model as a whole. I'm I'm surprised they have that much faith uh, that they'll be taken care of by their employer as far as money, as far as insurance, and so on and so forth. <laughs> now, I, now, what is the what is right? Is your employer going to do what is right for you, or what is right for him, or what exactly. is right for the corporation, yeah, yeah. which yeah. might mean getting rid of you? Yeah, yeah. I don't. Um, yeah. Uh, number two uh, behind that is. Business in general, um, 61% of people said that. Um, people now expect corporations and CEOs to keep their focus on big social issues and politics 
even after this this a pandemic. Here's where it gets more interesting and likely more honest. Number three, and I don't know what this really means. Maybe y'all can offer your uh, input. Non-governmental organizations at 58% under business in general. What are non-governmental organizations? Uh, well, business counts. If they aren't one, companies, that, yeah, that, that's who is? obviously already covered by that. Right. Uh, trade unions, uh, political parties, uh, nonprofit organizations. I was going to say nonprofit. Yeah, maybe, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, could, number I four. Mean, okay. Well, no, I, I, it, that, that's just a pretty you know broad, broad mm-hmm. topic there. Mm-hmm. Number four, the government. Barely over uh, 50%. Uh, the least trusted thing uh, that will do the right thing is the media. <laughs> and right half the people that? think that we're, that, that we're all full of crap. And I, and I agree with them completely. As somebody who has spent his life in, in this, been a news junkie since I was a kid, and watched how media has changed and how there's too much of it now, and how it is all based in politics and agendas, I don't trust a thing I read. Um, I I double check it and check it again, um, and I still have a question mark in my brain about: Is this real, or did somebody tell somebody to write this to affect something? Um, it's hard hard to tell, but nobody trusts the media, and why should they? And there was fake news before Trump ever brought it up. So, um, and I think he was accurate uh, in some cases. So. Um, there's who people trust and who don't trust. Business is what you go to to believe that they will take care of you. Okay. Well, I guess we'll find out, won't we? Uh, Wesley, our, Sid, you're just back there playing with all the controls, but you must have something to share. Um, I have an idiot if you want an idiot. Um, I don't think you're, that, that your husband is an idiot. <laughs> no. Oh. Oh. Have to tell him about that. Um, a guy in Maine thought it would be okay to uh, not text and drive, not drink and drive, but count his money and drive. Police say a man totaled his truck the other morning because he was distracted due to counting cash while he was driving. It was about six twenty in the morning, probably people trying to maybe get out and go to work. Thirty-two-year-old guy, he just cashed a paycheck and was going about fifty miles an hour. While he was distracting, distracted from counting the money that he just got. <laughs> Don't you do that like in line at the bank when, to make sure they give you the right amount you before over, you leave? Or, yeah. yeah. <sighs> the guy's truck went onto the shoulder and clipped a mailbox, causing him to lose control, then went into a ditch, struck a culvert, causing the truck to go airborne for 68 feet before, wow. nose, before nose diving. <laughs> I mean, it's not funny, but, well, he's a dumbass. He's an idiot. Before nosediving onto the ground and rolling over. Uh, he mm. was wearing a seatbelt. He was wearing a seatbelt. And other than a bump on his head and some back pain, no other injuries, which is amazing when you see this car. I'm going to have to put it on Facebook because, I mean, it is. It looks horrible. He could have. I mean, it looks horrible. Awful. Well, the money he had is now going towards his, his, uh, his you know, car and his insurance. Yeah. Um, so he just messed up there pretty badly. Uh, to bring back Elon Musk into the news. Um, 
it's just impossible not to. And and now I am focused on finding some. I mean, he 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 must be here every day. The guy claims he was awake, but police say a guy was asleep at the wheel of his Tesla that Eon made with his own hands. He was, but he was uh, he was going eighty two miles per hour while asleep. Oh my god! Maybe he assumed that Elon's little car would drive itself. Thirty eight years old stopped um, earlier this week, and the guy was doing eighty two, inattentive driving. No, not counting cash, not checking for the phone. There was uh, a feature on the car, autopilot, which he may have assumed would drive the car for him since Elon made it. It says auto. The, it says here, um, a shock to me, that drivers should keep their hands on the steering wheel at all times. Who knew? Um, uh, so he says he was wide awake and... Uh, but somehow he didn't wreck this car. So maybe Elon does have a magic touch and can make your car drive itself. I doubt that, but it was a good way to end that story. Um, <laughs> yeah, not, not Wesley, what kind of dumbasses have you got? I've got a, this one is more freaky and weird than it is dumb. This is a woman is awakened by drips on her face and discovers it's not a leak that's letting in the rain. This woman named Anne lives in an apartment in El Paso, and or she did. And the other night, she woke up to the sound of something dripping, and some of it she felt dripping on her. She figured it's the rain leaking in somehow, so she turned on the light and discovered, nope, not rain, not water, it's blood. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Cool. Blood ooh. had been seeping from the ceiling right where the ceiling fan hung, dribbled down it, and then onto the fan blades, which, since they were on and rotating, had flung droplets of uh, off, just splattering blood on the walls, on her furniture, on her bed, and on her. It grossed me out, Covered. Anna is quoted as saying. I was in shock. I called maintenance, and they said, are you sure? The blood turned out to be from her upstairs neighbor. Firefighters knocked uh, knocked open his door. They found him there. He'd been dead for about five or six days and had started decomposing <gasps> right above and ceiling fan. Far out. So Anne decided she'd stay in, uh, in the, a hotel for a few nights while the apartment people cleaned things up. But now she's fighting with them about her blood-ruined stuff since she never picked up renter's insurance. And I imagine she's probably looking for another oh. place to live. This is why you get renter's insurance. Yes. There is, a, there is an episode... That Sid will, I think, recall in Schitt's Creek. Remember that when they wake up and something is like falling out of their, and the 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 uh, sheets are just soaked. Yeah. And, and, yes, but I don't remember what it was. And, and Amora says, "Is it blood?" <laughs> and, and he says, "No, it's just water." Uh, anyway, anyway, yes, I remember. If you saw it, you know what I'm what I'm I'll saying love, here. I love that show. Uh, I may watch it again. I, I may know. just go back and watch the whole damn thing all over again. It <laughs> makes me laugh. It makes me feel somewhat normal. Back in a moment, this is Drake Digital. In the world of art and buying art, you often hear of a lot of things that you don't understand why they sell for that much. This one may take the cake. Wes? I think it does. An Italian artist sold... An invisible sculpture for 15,000 euros. What? This okay. guy... No, no, wait a minute. Yeah. Um, was there like a little stand it was supposed to be on, but it wasn't there because it was invisible? 
Well, let me tell you the story here. This okay. guy's name is Salvatore. He is a 67-year-old artist from Italy. And I have to guess that he's really a well-known figure in the art world because if someone like you or I tried this, it would never work. He made yeah. this invisible sculpture that he calls I Am and claims it's not nothing, but it is a vacuum. So he explains it like okay. this. The vacuum is nothing more than a space full of energy, and even if we empty it and there's nothing left, according to the Heisenberg uncertainty principle, that nothing has weight. Therefore, it has energy, so the space where the sculpture is exhibited concentrates a certain amount, of, uh, a certain amount and density of thought at a precise point. So that's a whole lot of words to say he didn't actually sculpt anything. But the kicker is somebody bought this, and it is. It's he says the start. He set the starting bid at six thousand euros, which is outrageous enough. But it kept going up, uh, fifteen thousand euros for a one hundred fifty by one hundred fifty centimeter space of nothing or energy. If his theory is mm -hmm. you know, someone buys into it, which I guess someone did. And that's all it is. And it's not the first time or the last time he's done that. His first invisible sculpture is called Buddha in Contemplation. It's on display at an Italian gallery. And a New York gallery is displaying his most recent one called Aphrodite Cries, which, like you were asking, has a circular mark on the floor. And that's it. That's where the invisible statue is. So but when you buy this invisible th uh, uh, thing or stuff... Yeah. Uh -huh. And you have it in your home where you display your art. How do yeah. you show this to your friends and explain it? You you bring them in front of it and you say, this is the, the piece from Salvador. It is energy. It's contained right here. Isn't it wonderful? And also, I am an emperor. And what do you think of my new clothes? <laughs> <laughs> then they all leave. Yeah, uh, we're, we're in the wrong business. to themselves. Oh, man, what a ridiculous thing. Um, give, me, give me $200, I'll sell you an invisible case of wine. Uh, or anything else. Yeah, no, but like you said, this has to be from an artist that somebody knew and respected. This sounds mm -hmm. like something that Andy Warhol would do or something. I, and I'll be damned if I have ever understood that. Uh, he was a really interesting man. And there's a book came out about 20 years ago about Warhol's life. Talk about an unusual existence. Uh, but I, I, I've never been able to put the name art uh, or the word art around a guy that took a picture of a Campbell's soup can and painted right. over it, and it right. sold for $80 million. <laughs> uh, I, uh, he he, did, he did, did that to a Madonna and to a bunch of other people. Um, he Just a photo that he painted over, and it was you know suddenly this incredible piece of art. Um, his statement, I guess, was intentional that maybe it was just all a joke to him that people will buy anything if you tell them that it is art and is important. A Campbell's soup can painted over doesn't inspire me very much, but no, it, but it, it did somebody. It, I guess, or like the conspiracy theory goes, the high-end art sale world is nothing but a front to launder money from... <laughs> You know, yeah. Drug cartels or a mafia or somebody. I believe every every word of it. Uh, Sid has some things that may be laying around your attic or your garage that maybe ought to be on Antiques Roadshow. Is, is that kind of accurate? I mean, could be, I guess. But yeah, 33, and I won't say them all, but things uh, your attic could 
that you could have that or could be worth real money. You know, we all have stuff that was our kids or our own, you know, figures and just toys or books or whatever. And some of them, and it might be a pain to go through, but some of them might, could be worth money. Pokemon cards, especially first edition ones. Yeah. Um, Kenner Star Wars toys, which when I showed the picture to my husband, he goes, I have that one and that one and that one and that one. Now, they're his are unopened. So I'm sure that the, oh. I mean, his are opened, his are opened. Oh, so I'm okay. sure obviously the unopened ones are going to fetch, you know, from like 1978. My son's got some but yeah. West does too, unopened. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, uh, sports trading cards. You probably, well, Wes won't have any. But My son does, but that, <laughs> uh-huh. that depends on who it is, you know? Right. Yeah, well, he's on got baseball ones. Yeah. My brother always had football ones. Um, Magic the Gathering cards, which Never I don't yeah. have any of. But, uh, okay, you know your mom's or your grandmother's old Pyrex dishes, the ones that were like white with the patterns on the sides, or they were, or they were solid color with the patterns on the sides? If you see a picture, you'll know what I'm talking about. But uh, those Pyrex yeah. dishes that you can put in the oven, those could be worth something. Um, first edition and out-of-print books. Mm. Um, oh, yeah. Old magazines, iconic magazine issues, maybe like Life magazine, the really yeah. old ones, especially if they're in good condition. Mid-century modern furniture. Um, furniture, I think, will always, because people get buy it and then they either recover it or they fix it. I mean, even if it's something that is broken that can be fixed, those are, I think that's always worth some. Vinyl records, which I am not getting rid of mine anytime soon. I have probably enough for a peaches crate and a half. Remember the peaches crates? Oh, yeah. I have, a, yeah. I, have a, <laughs> I have probably that many somewhere, and um, I almost tossed them all out 20 years ago, but my kids said, don't do that, don't. and I yeah. didn't. Um, they will only go up in value, I think, as time goes on. I think so, too. Um, big name event tickets, uh, like because uh, paper tickets are disappearing anyway. So tickets to like big games and concerts, I guess. I wouldn't want to sell mine though. I have mine in a book. Well, some are loose um, and not not in the book. But anyway, um, 1986 American Girl dolls. I was oh, a yeah. senior then, uh, so I don't know. I've heard I'd heard of them, but you rem- and then remember, don't lie. I, I I was a senior. Okay, they were very into, well. Well, uh, well so out. what? No. <laughs> Um, okay, remember into poison. <laughs> the band or the stuff? Yeah, not the band. Yes, you were into eating <laughs> oh. cyanide, but it didn't kill you. Um, I'm trying to think what we were into. No, we were into banging our heads. Anyway, um, remember? Okay, my mother did ceramics, and so did my grandmother, I think. And she would also make those stained glass um, um, Christmas uh, Christmas ornaments. But you know those little ceramic t- Christmas trees where you put the little plastic uh, colored lights in in the tree and then you turn it on because there's a bulb in the tree and then the lights looks like the, they're not really lights that they're that are on there they're just little colored plastic things that look like a light but it the light it the actual light bulb in the ceramic tree shines through them so it looks like they're lit up do you know what mm. i'm talking about oh okay. no anyway um, ceramic Christmas trees are okay. from like the 80s or 90s. Could be could be worth something. Um, 1980s video game consoles and games. My, we have a uh, what is it? Nintendo system that we're trying to sell. Atari um, musical, was, yeah, yeah. yeah, musical instruments. Um, I wonder a, about that. Well, what kind of shape they're in? Well, like yeah, I guess if they're. In, yeah, a, a Reverb 74 Gibson Les Paul sold for about 4700 
uh, it says. Um, electronic music equipment, I guess amps and stuff, If you know, if they're old and cool and they work. Oh, yeah. Then that could be worth some. Um, okay, now my internet is buffering. Thanks. <laughs> oh, anyway, so I'll put the story up, but it's really, oh, old cameras, cool. film cameras, film cameras, uh, aluminum Christmas trees. They'd have to be in good shape, I would think. Murano glass. Hmm. I don't know where that's hand blown. I guess. I wonder if that's, uh, mm. especially mid-century modern style. I don't know. Oh, check your uh, attic. Cons- yeah. Yeah, concert posters from famous bands, etc. So, pretty interesting. You might have some of these at your house. You never know. Could be worth. And you'll post it on the website and on someplace else, and it'll be there for all to see. Yes. Um, there's a story here that I saw yesterday, and um, um, just being a big fan of nature my entire life, because my father was the first book I ever remember him. Uh, he brought it home, I think, to me. Uh, was the Audubon Book of Birds. That, you know, giant, you know, just a, that, that um, he, uh, John James Audubon was a guy who, there is a, is a museum in, uh, in uh, Key West, uh, which was his home and where he worked. And he, um, he painted birds and that was his gift. And those books are everywhere and uh, all the portraits of what he did. The only downside to it that I didn't really know was that he would capture and uh, kill some of these birds uh, to be able to uh, just just to be uh, you know just um, to have the exact precision of what the bird looked like, and he was incredible at that. If you're ever down there, go to see the Audubon House. It's just you know just just awesome. Uh, but we have a a world of uh, birds back here and bird houses and nests everywhere and everything from you know crows to to sparrows to finches and they're just all over the place the world is home to 50 billion birds this new research project estimates Uh, there are six times as many individual birds as humans but many species are very rare this was done uh at at some 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 place in uh, south wales uh, and there are four species that belong to what they call the Billion Club, with their populations that are over a billion. They are, not shockingly, the house sparrow, found in many parts of the world, and the ring-billed gull and the barn swallow. They're little and they're everywhere. So uh, they have, um, we should put this up uh, on the site too, because the picture that is with it is just uh, gorgeous, of um, the rainbow lorikeet and they're just very colorful and just uh, fantastic so this story goes on to look at the species and uh, how many they are and where they are um, but just one of the best parts of nature um, are the birdies and they sing and they do good things except for the blue jays who are mean um, <laughs> and you can always shoot worse. them but you but you know but you'd never kill a mockingbird <laughs> no because all they do but is sing but they're worse no, they're not worse. They are not worse. To kill a mockingbird. Remember that? No. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah, I do. Shoot yeah. all the blue jays you want, but never kill a mockingbird, because <laughs> all they do is bring us song and happiness. If they're mean sometimes, everybody has a bad day. Maybe they're on their period. But, you know, stuff happens. Um, so, <laughs> they bother, uh, blue, they bother um, bluebirds' nests. No, they don't. 
Well, Around my house, they do. They're just the rogue ones. They're just the <laughs> a-holes. Then there's one in every bunch, and they come to your house because you're there, and they know. Probably. probably. <laughs> Back in a moment, this is Drake Digital. Okay, 20 highly valuable vinyl records. This, I think, probably has too many limitations. Um, it says, for this list, we haven't included records that were never released to the public. Well, there's a okay. bunch of those that went to guys in radio, like me. Because I had, I swear to God, I think I had some kind of a reissue of Sgt. Pepper's on red vinyl or something. And I probably just gave it to somebody. The stuff I have given away over the years, I, I should just, it's so bad how much stuff I have I have not, not kept. These are 20, though, that are highly valuable. Now, by highly valuable, let's see what prices they attach to these. Um, the first one here is the Sex Pistols. It's a 45 of God Save the Queen. Oh, wow. Okay. There are... Um, Nine promo copies left in the world Gosh. of the seven inch that was recorded for AM Records. Uh -huh. The 25,000 other copies were destroyed by Herb Alpert, who is the A in AM. Each of these copies is worth about $20,000. Well, dang, but, only of the album. Dang it. But right there, they just said that these, they're only counting what was available to the public. These are promo copies. They probably weren't yeah. available to the public. Yeah. But why did Herb Alpert destroy 25,000 of them? Well, that's the question. God save the queen. Well, you know, he was a, a, um, there is a, a documentary on Herb Alpert that is just fantastic. That's on Amazon prime, I think. And, um, what an interesting man he was. Uh, but he was the A in A&M Records. He's the guy that uh, found the Carpenters. He's the guy that found, oh, Christ, a, a ton of people. Uh, but maybe the Sex Pistols weren't his thing. I, I don't he know. He was a royalist. I, I guess. Uh, number two here is Nirvana's Bleach, their first album, mm -hmm. on a, a label that at the time no one knew who they were. Uh, Sub pop copy of Bleach will cost you nine hundred bucks. Uh, the album, this is the, is the first pressing of it in eighty nine, hmm. which they probably um, didn't print that many of them. Um, hmm. Let's just see. Uh, some came out on a colored vinyl, or were released by the by the the label Waterfront. I have seen their values go up and down, but always going up. So anybody who has a copy of the album Bleach from 89 is holding probably a grand in their hands. Olivia Newton-John's Xanadu. In 80, MCA put it out a promo picture disc, which means that only radio goobers got it. Uh -huh. uh, it's her with ELO, one of the rarest picture discs in the world. There are, are only a few copies known to be in the world in the hands of private collectors. One of the last ones sold at auction was $5,400. Okay. Strange combination of those two artists. Prince, the Black Album from 87, which, as I recall, was it ever released to the public? Um, 
Prince asked the label to withdraw the half million copies that were printed, the Black Album, nicknamed the Funk Album, from the market. I don't know why he asked for it to be, I, I can't recall this, this uh, story. Only a handful of copies were released. Uh, and it sold for $27,500. So there hmm. aren't many out there because they were all called back. Mm -hmm. But somebody, uh, you know, in the warehouse or somewhere kept some. Uh, this one goes back to 1954, the Kane Mutiny soundtrack. One of the most vital, uh, it's, it's, it is on uh, albums. The Kane Mutiny was pulled from release by uh, CBS due to a complaint by the author, Herman Wauk, on whose novel the screenplay was based. Experts guess only a dozen copies were ever released. Huh. Wow. Uh, the, uh, the albums, uh, the, the, uh, the uh, current value varies some, but a copy sold in 2013 went for $6,000. It's a strange one. The Beatles' White Album. Any original copy of this album is extremely rare. Uh, the mono version in 1968, five serial numbers in circulation uh, was all that was on the front of it, along with the words, The Beatles. It's the rarest of all. Uh, the number was 00000005, sold for about 25 grand in the U.S. There's another, uh, there is a different one with a different number on it from a limited series given only to Apple employees. And that's worth about 14 grand. Interesting. Wow. Hmm. This one I've never heard or never seen. Picture the copy or the cover of Led Zeppelin 1. The giant dirigible, right. which is mm -hmm. meant to be a, a giant penis, I'm guessing. Um, in the copies that are out there, the words Led Zeppelin and the logo of the label are in red, right? Or is it orange? I red, don't maybe. remember. This one is in turquoise. Oh, wow. And cool. uh, the first UK press run was only about 2,000 copies, and they're worth about two grand each. To spot this treasure, look for the band's name in turquoise blue, not bright orange. So if you see wow. one pop up someplace, Queen, Bohemian Rhapsody, 1978, uh, purple and a, and a, a gold sleeve, um, and blue vinyl. In 78, EMI had a dinner party to uh, enjoy this, the, this, this a release, and that the label had been given an award from the Queen of England. Since the band Queen had been a, uh, had given, um, the band Queen had been given a ton of credit for this success and the name provided a fun play on words Queen Bohemian Rhapsody I'm in love with my car was the B-side I don't understand what was so funny about that and where the play on words comes into it EMI only pressed about 200 of these and they're worth about 2500 bucks cool. blue 7 inch purple and gold sleeve cool. and 70 I don't I don't understand what the award was about well who cares never mind you <laughs> you, you don't you probably don't have one so forget about it i'm going to skip xtc 
seven-inch version um, of science fiction. There were only a few done. The Rolling Stones, Street Fighting Man. Um, the label had cold feet about putting this out. It was a single with a picture sleeve depicting police brutality. And boy, it sure was. Mm. Uh, the British band would be linked. They were afraid to riots surrounding uh, American politics in 68 and the Democratic Convention in Chicago. They ordered the copies to be destroyed. There are 20 left today in America and the world, someplace wow. each worth 17 grand. Wow. Here we come to the last one I'm going to fool with for right now. Elvis Presley. That's All Right Mama, backed with Blue Moon, Kentucky. Uh, 50, uh, this is back in 1954. While the jury is out on whether this recording by Elvis was the first rock and roll song, which is could be disproven by a number of, of different things, but that's a whole different show. There's no debate about the monetary value. A copy of this is up for auction for anybody who'll pay only seventeen hundred dollars. I'm surprised by that. Hmm. Um, but um, people will argue about Rocket '88, Ike Turner's yeah. band. They'll argue about Bill Haley and the Comets. Um, but I think when it got really real and relevant as rock and roll, "That's All Right, Mama" was the first one that really set that set that in stone because. People thought that it was a black guy doing this song, but it was Elvis. And it wasn't a giant hit either. A um, couple, of, are any more of these interesting? The Beatles' Please Please Me, first editions by one of the top bands in music, are worth a lot of money. A mint copy of Please Please Me with a yellow and black uh, parlophone label is worth $3,900. And I swear this looks familiar. I wonder if I, if I have this damn thing. You bet Probably you ought to look. So much stuff here in this crate. You didn't really strange. A Depeche Mode. David Bowie's Diamond Dogs. I had that album. Uh, it showed a dog's genitals. There was a big scandal. Because the cover is of Bowie as a dog. I vaguely remember that. Um... This shot only shows his upper body, and there are two human dogs behind him. So I guess one of the dogs had his balls hanging out. Uh, so the execs got nervous about balls, as they always do, and they airbrushed them out. However, a few employees kept their copies, nice. now worth about $4,000. And there there just must be hundreds of things like this. Um Oh, here's one of the biggies, and I have seen this because somebody owned it. The Beatles, yesterday and today. Wes oh, might yeah. recall this story. Yeah, yeah. They put this album out, and they were holding butchered babies, oh, baby my parts. gosh. And they're all smiling and stuff, and they're holding decapitated babies and baby parts. Um. This was for the American edition, and Not it was real. printed up. Only a couple of hundred copies were ever printed and are around still. Uh, but they changed the cover pretty quickly when somebody went, oh, whoa, we can't do that. <laughs> In the U.S. of A., 
this would this fetched a hundred and twenty five thousand dollars. Were they and real? Yes. Oh, oh, oh they no, were dogs. But yes, they were dead babies in their laps. Paul, John, <laughs> and up. Ringo, the cute one, Shut and Paul, up. the I'm cute out. one. Uh, George Harrison uh, brought his own baby and hacked it up Stop right, right there. Um, well, there say. was a for for a long time. Uh, the story was that if you found one of these things, like in the 70s, that if you were lucky, because they took some of these albums and they um, used paste or something. Yeah, they just and put a new cover on it. Yeah. Uh huh. And if you peeled it off, you had, you know, money in your hand. Um, oh, my gosh. But I don't know how many, there were only a few hundred, I guess. Um, but no, there were a few thousand with the um, other cover put on with some kind of glue or or some crap. So anyway, this stuff there are, are likely hundreds of things like this that are that are out there in record stores across the world. But um, <laughs> what are they barking at? Are they eating Michelle? UPS is at the door. <laughs> don't don't kill her yet. This is Drake Digital. Um, Sydney has, I want you to do these top 10 things to never Google. I want to okay. see this or, or just hear this. It's more than 10, but we can do 10. Yeah, things you should never Google. It's sometimes, it's, it says it used to be a lot easier. All you had to do was avoid a topic or just say stay stupid about it. Um, this is a, I'm sure, well, but no, they're right. Advice. They're, they're right. When you curiosity when you the, kill the cat. Exactly. And when you look at this list, you you will agree on some of these, your symptoms. Don't Google your symptoms. Don't, don't oh, no. go to WebMD. I, I worked myself into a stone cold paranoid stupor. Uh, some years back I had this white thing on my tongue and it was sore. And it, and it went away. Then it came back. Went to my dentist. And they have this light they can put in your mouth. And if there's a cancerous thing on your tongue, it lights up. Mm. They put it in my mouth, and they uh, they were acting funny. And they sent me to another guy that's a step above being a dentist. And he said, it's hard to tell. We can biopsy it. Oh, Jesus. There goes my entire career, my entire life. Uh, I was freaked out. I came home, went to to, um, WebMD, and looked it up. Cancerous. It'll eat your tongue off. I had an appointment set for January to go back and have it biopsied. Mm. Went to this nurse that I know. She said, you've got thrush. Take these pills. It'll be gone in three days. I did, and it was. <laughs> so Dude, weird. I worked myself into a, a fatalistic, I'm dead, I'm going to have no tongue, yeah. and that's, don't go it. online seeking medical <laughs> advice. No. Don't Google how to make a bomb. My son no. did that once, I swear to God. And, and then it just cut everything off when he googled that um no i think he probably made the bomb but i never heard much about it after that oh okay this says in 2013 a man googled back backpack and pressure cooker next thing he knew the next thing he knew the police were knocking on his door Um, doesn't that just 
just I mean, underline what we talk about about I mean, all the time about you. There's somebody watching your ass mm-hmm. all the time. God, don't Google bed bugs. Why? It just says you because you'll end up throwing away all your bedding and even your mattress. It's just you don't have bed bugs. <laughs> I, I would. I'm thinking. What if you're itchy know, though? I think you would Maybe know. You should if you shower have bed like bugs. once a week. Those instead. things apparently aren't, but aren't they visible? They're not tiny like a flea. Aren't they pretty visible? No, you can, oh, they're, they're not, not really. You can see no, um, uh, black know. light things. They're really visible. Oh, but that's why any hotel room you ever go into, regardless of how nice it is, take the bedspread off immediately. They're filthy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't ever sit on outside of a bedspread. Oh. Okay, don't Google how much don't Google how much does Facebook know about me? Don't 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 Why? ask Why what happens? It says this probably doesn't come as a surprise given all the data breaches and privacy scandals lately on the on the news. Still, it might make you feel slightly uncomfortable because I guess Facebook probably knows more about you than you think. I guess. Well, but what if you aren't on there? Well, yeah, if you're not on there, it doesn't know anything, but I guess. I mean, so, all right, but part two question. Mm-hmm. We have a, a Facebook site for this radio show. Yeah. Yeah. With all of our names on it in various mm-hmm. reasons. And, you know, so what would it know about an enterprise, a business, that it wouldn't know about a person? Everything that, the, that we put on that uh, Facebook page and everything probably about the people who like it and the things that their people like and so, so they're all screwed so too well go on and pop that into your thing right now Wes. type it in <laughs> how much does facebook know <laughs> all right about so. drake hall no um, no no god please never <laughs> no don't google don't google if you suffer from insomnia don't google no sleep <laughs> it says it, You'll go through, you'll find horror stories on Reddit. So don't Google no sleep. What kind don't, of horror stories? I don't know. Just people who, I don't know. I don't know. That's all it says. Um, but I mean, people probably, when they can't sleep, they just do weird things. I guess people will think, oh gosh, that's going to happen to me. Don't, okay, don't Google things you do. Okay, wait, This this, you have to. I have to explain this because I didn't understand it first. It says things you do slash like and cancer. So chances are, in other words, chances are whatever you like to eat or do in your life will give you cancer, according to the Internet. Oh, yeah. You know what I I mean? Okay. Yeah. yeah. You know. So, yeah. You'll go down a rabbit hole on that one. Um, Don't Google the Huntsman Spider. (laughs) This the is Huntsman the, Spider. The Huntsman Spider. This is that spider that has fangs. It looks like it has four eyes and then three eyes above that. It's it's look the picture with it looks really creepy. It says, "Yes, it's a giant spider, and it will not do your arachnophobia any good." So don't Google that. Yeah, that sounds like. It. Well, this yeah, but is, so are these new cicadas too, and they're. Ooh, you know. yeah, 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 they're hideous. This is funny. Don't Google blue waffle. Now, it's everybody out there is going to do it right now. Well, I'm doing it right now. Don't Google it. It's it, it's not it's it's not a blueberry waffle. That's not what it is. <laughs> okay, I got a result. <laughs> do you, you are you going to read it or am I going to read it? I'll read it. it is it says it is a fictitious 
-hmm. Sexually transmitted disease said to affect only women causing severe infection and blue discoloration to the vagina. <laughs> the disease has been confirmed as false. <laughs> but I suppose uh. if pictures automatically come up, that's what you want to avoid. You know what's oh, funny? Yeah, it's yeah, things yeah, like yeah, that yeah. that are false. Like who bothers to... Who, who, a lot how, of people. Who bothers we just to make it. that a... No, but who bothers <laughs> right. to make that a post and make a picture, a fake picture, and the, all this fake stuff and put it out there so when somebody does Google that, something comes up. You know what I mean? Because they've now got you or something. I I don't know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Don't Google belly button bugs. Okay. <laughs> Let's do it. I'll Let's do, it. do it. It's just a confirmation that we are basically, as human beings, you know, walking... Disease uh, vehicles, carriers. well, walking yeah, yeah, walking yeah. vehicles for all kinds of bi uh, bacteria and other microbes. Yeah. Okay, all right, but carry on. But don't Google Brazilian girls. All if right, you think about it, you'll know why. Oh, is all it right. about the, the yeah eight chicks down there? Yeah, there. Okay. Yes, there is a band with that name, Brazilian girls. But the ma majority of the results you're going to get if you Google Brazilian girls have to do with waxing of areas down there <laughs> Brazilian okay. wax. well I do my own so it's cool yeah um <laughs> oh this is uh, I think we've heard of this don't croc crocodile k-r-o-k-o-d-i-l crocodile this is the name used in Russia for homemade dysmorphine and an opioid similar to heroin they twisted is there thing. a place to order it it's uh, a de the well no you don't want to order this because it's a deadly drug that essentially eats users' flesh from the inside out. Might be a fun way to go out, though. Don't Google insider trading in an in an international account. Really? Yeah, really. It says a trader was Why? arrested. It says a trader was arrested for fraud. Oh, 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 it later oh, transpired oh. that he Googled this question before buying stocks. Hmm. Now wait a minute. So it How sets many off a red flag. Every... Mm -hmm. Yeah, but Jesus, what what doesn't? I mean, there. How many people use Google, which is not a verb and a noun, um, to look up the strangest things? And where are the people sitting at the computers, all across America, watching for weird stuff like that? Insider trading, probably not a good idea. As is how to make a bomb, not a good right. idea. Yeah. But but how do you catch everyone that does that? There's. I bet you some uh, algorithm ding, that is ding, on ding. the lookout for those keywords, and when it catches yeah. those keywords being used, then it alerts a person, who then takes a look and to see if that's you know something you know, innocent or not. There have been jokes made about this in movies and stuff. You haven't yet gotten to it. Uh, how to get rid of a body? That probably is a bad one too. Oh yeah. Um, don't Google jiggers, and it's not talking about the like a jigger of, of alcohol that you put in your drink. It's a parasitic flea that lays eggs under your skin. Oh, nice. Okay, let's get some of that. Uh -oh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> not to be confused with chiggers, who also cause, or they're like little red bugs, and they get on you, and they... They're itch. the worst, yeah. They're both bad. Um, don't Google mouth larvae. Oh, just skip that one. Uh, a oh, mouthful of maggots. No. Yeah, fantastic. I'm not even gonna... Don't, don't, oh, don't Google lemon party. 
I guess there's something involved with pee in there. Skip that. Maybe it has nothing to do with lemons. It says, "Don't, don't Google bot (laughs) bot fly removal." Skip that one too. Yeah. This is this is a this is an actual parasitic maggot formed under a person's skin. Oh God, I gotta puke. (laughs) Don't Google giving birth. (laughs) Oh God, no, 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 no. Some of the yeah. Don't Google calculus bridge. Oh, well, let's do it. Okay. It, it doesn't have to do with math. Okay. Yuck! It doesn't have to do with anything like sexual either. But don't go. But yeah, Google calculus bridge. Yuck. What if you were, like were to to uh, put in um, uh, having a baby and how to make a bomb at the same time? Then what happens? <laughs> the cops will be at your door faster. I don't know. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> All right, well, so calculus bridge is something related to dental care. And yeah, I just thought about this with the bomb. What if you type in da bomb, D-A? Does that trigger the flag? <laughs> right. Because it, it right. might be that, that you're just trying to be hip about something. Yeah, it could be. Uh, if you type in da baby, who's, yeah. a, who's a rapper, yeah. um, or, or just put it into one word and it's da baby. So you're safe there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, calculus bridge is a tartar buildup on teeth that can lead to a number of health problems. Um, Let's see. Don't Google Harlequin. How do how do I pronounce this? Ichthyosis. Ich. This sounds like more bug stuff. Babies are. It's where babies are born with a a hard, thick skin that cracks. It's oh, very wow. heartbreaking okay. to see infants well, suffer from that. Ooh, before somebody is. barfs, um, let's just let's just um, <laughs> hey and let's Drake, play a song. You yes, are sir. you are actually safe. I typed in how much does Facebook know about Drake Hall, and yeah. most of the results that uh, come up relate to the rapper. So I think he is a good distracting shield for you. Awesome. Uh, yes, I can hide behind that probably. Um, yeah, I've done that. I don't. I've done that once, I think, because back when this show was called. Um, uh, Drake in the morning, um, back right. decades ago. Um, he has a song called "In the Morning." Oh yes, yeah. So does. I was safe from that that crap. All right, this is Drake Digital. There is a council, the Distilled Spirits Council of the United States. I have never heard of this. Uh, D i s c u s is their anagram. Um, it shows that the sale of bourbon has grown substantially over the past couple of years. I'm guessing last year was their biggest moment. Uh, um, America's native spirit, as they refer to it, uh, has grown a lot. Rye, Irish whiskey, and scotch have also been getting more attention. Now, some folks don't know the difference between any of those, uh, but there is a distinct difference. Irish whiskey, like uh, Jameson's, for uh, is uh, is just incredible, and will also cause you to uh, speak in tongues, and get married to somebody, and wake <laughs> up and go, "What just happened?" Um, Jack Daniels and Jim Beam, big drinks here in the South, and people put them in Coke a lot. Since I have done it, I can't criticize, but it's just stupid because you're messing up good whiskey with Coke, and well. And scotch is something entirely different. Now, scotch, I'm thinking through history, was the original 
uh, foundation for all the things that came after it. Um, as I was saying before, uh, in any kind of pub in England, if you ask for for a uh, you know whiskey, you get scotch. Uh, it's not bourbon; it's scotch. And various parts of the world interpret these things differently. So, uh, how they've evolved is the topic of this little piece here. Um, an expert on this topic is a bar supervisor and a tobacconist. He says, just call him a barkeep. Uh, he works at a place called the Castle Hot Springs in Arizona, who brings years of experience to his whole, whole, his role, or his whole, uh, his at whole the resort's, role. yeah, bar 1896. He said he thought that the entire industry of whiskey was dying out, but I think that's, he was. He said, no, but our culture has embraced it now and brought it back to its original home. There are people like me that just really anymore won't drink dark liquor. You, you just finally hit your threshold and you just can't do it anymore. Unless you find something like that bourbon that I found some years ago. Um, what was it called? Ocean's? Jefferson's Ocean. Yeah, yeah, Jefferson's yeah. Ocean, which was, it is unbelievable still. It's expensive as heck, but it is it is a a bourbon that is stored in casks made from the wood that they carry um, you know fruit around in in various parts of the country, peaches, apricots, apples, and they put this stuff in those casks. Then they go um, down in the cargo hold of ships that go around the world. And they stay in there for three or four trips around the world. And there are various levels of the whiskey. Uh, and some of them cost more than others, but the taste of it is unique, to say the least. So um, people of all ages are getting back into buying whiskey or scotch. Um, younger drinkers request cocktails more often than not. And the 40 and up crowd tend towards whiskey neater on the rocks which is how it should be consumed. Um, they don't really understand or appreciate the whiskey. He says they just want to get effed up. Uh, the most asked for cocktails involving whiskey are the old fashioned and the Manhattan. Uh, they have whiskey and some other little things to kind of, you know, kill the taste. If you're a weak baby, um, uh, <laughs> if it's neat, that means they pour it into a glass and that's all there is in there is the whiskey. Okay. That's how you should that. have it. Okay. Or with a piece of ice if you're a real kind of a you know semi wuss, um, or a splash of water or something like that. Um, so this goes on down. Um, bourbon is made from corn. Scotch is made from barley, and rye is made from rye grain. The aging takes place in oak barrels that have been toasted or charred, or in the case of that one that I mentioned. Uh, in these barrels made from these, these, this, this uh, wood that has held fruit. Mm -hmm. Here are some of the rules that people don't even know about. And I didn't know about it uh, till of late. Uh, and in some cases, this involves um, it being a law. Bourbon must contain at least 51% corn, and it's made in the U.S., mainly in Kentucky, and aged in charred oak barrels. That's why there are these bourbon tours that are so big up there now, because they have all these places that make 
Bourbon. Tennessee whiskey is bourbon filtered through charcoal. Scotch whiskey must be made in Scotland. And single malt scotch must be made from malted barley. Entirely malted barley. And the rye from Canada must contain barley, corn, wheat, and rye and be aged in separate barrels. Uh, so you can't call something bourbon that isn't made in Kentucky. I, I, I never knew that, that for, for the longest time. Um, so anyway, this is um, coming back into fashion. And uh, there are this this uh, bourbon trail. I have friends who, who have done this. And you go to all of these places and get tours of just all these things. And it um, has all come back in style. Along with the tours up in uh, Kentucky, it starts, I think, in uh, Bardstown, Kentucky. And it was a small tour at first, but then it caught on and distilleries that weren't even there, I think, have kind of popped up and it's like turned into a thing. And there's a map online that shows you all the places that you go. Uh, And there are bike paths and also, so that. Uh, has inspired the people in uh, in in uh, Scotland uh, to do some of the same things to take tours uh, wow. where they make scotch and they have RV sites and golf courses, so it's turned into an an entire thing. And each place that you go, you get a taste of their product. And I suppose if you are careful, you get 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 a taste <laughs> of uh, the vomit in your mouth as it spews out on the tour. So don't be a dumbass. Um, back to drinking whiskey uh, for a last few ideas. It says here because they're tr- they're they're trying to turn this into I don't know. Um, they're trying to teach you about whiskey like some folks do about wine. And as it, as far as you know, wine goes, what you drink it in, they emphasize, makes a difference. Which I think is well. I wouldn't pour good whiskey into a red cup. That's just stupid. No. <laughs> you, <laughs> Don't get a good bottle of bourbon and pour it into some plastic cup. Either just have the balls to turn the bottle up in your mouth and drink it, <laughs> um, or do a shot, or pour it into your beer. Um, but they have a thing now, this thing here about glassware, and it makes it it does change the taste of what you're drinking, like wine, champagne, and so forth. Mm-hmm. For whiskey neat, uh, this guy loves the Rydell single malt glass. Super fine crystal, clean lip, noses properly. That, for me, is getting a little bit too upty. It's whiskey. (laughs) Just drink it out of the damn bottle and shut up. Uh, For on the rocks, a large tumbler is my go-to. Something heavy and sturdy with a nice lip. The problem with this stuff, though, well, this also is a really great point. Uh, To pair good whiskey and or scotch with a, with a, a good cigar is is really a nice thing. If you have the place to do it and the right company, it can lead to a nice evening that might go on till the next day. Um, but once you overdo whiskey one time, that maybe can make you... It's a, it's, it's a different kind of getting really jacked up. Um, so you got to be careful with it. That's why people that have done all the, you know, all these liquors... Eventually, it seems to me, they turn either to vodka, which is often the sign of a true alcoholic. Uh, so if you're already there, go for it. Uh, and if you're like on your way, but only do it on occasion, 
good tequila is the only answer. Good tequila is the nearest thing to taking drugs that you can buy in a bottle. And if you buy good tequila, there's nothing like it. And, and it uh, can be the downfall of many a people. I have known several. I'm not there yet, but can't I'm testing it. <laughs> no. Well, cannot. One, one day a week is all I can do. But, but a good tequila is just something different. Um, so it's up to you. Well, yeah. But well, since drinking that, you know, seltzer light beer. So no, we, I, we I, actually had a conversation with my vodka friends yesterday about. Um, <laughs> with <laughs> your <laughs> vodka friends. Well, now, are they're all drunks, obviously. Sid's, they are. Sid's drunk friends. Oh, I, uh, my. I, I said, um, I said, you know, I've I've tried the different flavors. They're so dang sweet. I can't hang except for sometimes the watermelon. I will sometimes, hmm. but but they cost too much and they're too darn sweet and they make you thirsty, and you know whatever. But I do have to tell both of you, if you like, this is something that I don't even remember who told us about this, but it's it's Texas blended whiskey. It's called TX, hmm. and people that I know love it. And I mean it it's not sweet. This is going to make it sound sweet, but I'm, I'm on the I'm on the uh, website and it says and you can all, and you have to order it like you can't find it in the store around here. But the nose, it says nose, vanilla bean, pear, slightly sweet, palate, honey butter, banana, caramel, finish, long, smooth, no burn. I don't know about the banana, caramel, but kind of mm. caramel, you can kind of tell vanilla and a little bit of caramel, but it's TX, and it just, ah, I just want y'all to try it. It's so good. And I well, do not I drink know. whiskey. I, I just really don't, but it's good. That no, brings I don't, me around I don't what, what I was going to bring up that I thought was going to be a dirty confession, but Sid just eased my way into that. I... <laughs> I and the, first of all, let's make this very plain. I have no kind of sophisticated palate when it comes to drinking. I, 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 can't, I can tell the, if something's really, really cheap and bad, horrible, but I can't tell the difference between something that's okay, good, and something that's $500, whether it comes to wine or spirits of any kind. So mm, when I, I had I kind of got... whiskey. I, well, I, I have tried. I have I have had a lot of Jack Daniels. I've had a lot of uh, Maker's Mark. And I have had people tell me that you've got to try this brand. It's just great. It's mind-blowing. It's wonderful. I've gotten a bottle of it, and it's been, okay, it's whiskey. It, it has not impressed me any more than something that cost a half or a third of the price. Hmm. So I had started getting away from it, but we were... My wife and I were in a liquor store. We were buying some wine. I was getting some inexpensive stuff, and she wanted some Bailey's, which isn't wine, but she wanted that love for the it. coffee because it was winter. My wife loves and that for her coffee. We found this company called Bird Dog hmm. that is out of Kentucky, and they have joined the ranks of people making flavored whiskey. Now, I can't stand Fireball. It's it's a cinnamon taste, uh, and, and I know people love it. I can't stand it. But they've got one that's blackberry-flavored whiskey. Hmm. It's 80 proof, and it is fantastic, and we have hmm. bought a lot of that. <laughs> and they've got, they've got other flavors as well. They've got uh, a, a caramel one, and they've got uh, a jalapeno one that I haven't tried. They've got chocolate. They've got... Mm. Uh, Mm. Uh, peanut butter. Ooh, I bet chocolate's good. Mm. Uh, well, I, I bought some. I bought some chocolate and I bought some peanut butter. Put them together, mm. and they disappointingly did not take like, taste like a whiskey <laughs> version of a Reese's peanut butter Darn cup. Darn. But the uh, blackberry, I think, is is probably my favorite. My dad's tried it. He likes it, especially in his coffee. 
But uh, hmm. that's if if I could find bigger bottles of those, I would be happy. Well, I'll add two things to that. Um, there's an alternative to Bailey's that is cheaper, but it is mm-hmm. the same damn thing. Uh, and my wife um, puts it in her coffee, I think, maybe every morning, which is why she's always so damn happy. Um, um, <laughs> so good. Uh, it's called um, Carillon's. Yeah, K-A- yeah, yeah. Huh. K- okay. A-R-O. Uh, it, it's, it's the same thing. Um, and it's, I don't do that, but, but she does. Now there is nothing like after a bad night or, or, you know, and you must keep functioning to put some whiskey in your coffee. It is oddly magical in its revival. Um, it, it, it just can, it just tastes good and it can bring you back from the dead because you have caffeine, then the, mm-hmm. then the, you know, whiskey kind of evens that out. Now I, I will bet you now, as far as you know, wine goes. I don't drink it. Uh, I used to, but she does um, every day after the the a coffee stuff wears off. She goes right to the wine. <laughs> that, that's well, that's not? not true. I'm 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 just busting her. Chops. So it's ten o'clock. Yeah, it's it's yeah. You it's know whatever. Five um, o'clock somewhere. We we, we usually shoot for like four o'clock. Uh, uh, and on the weekends. Um, I drink usually on a Saturday, just my beers. And I'm out, you know, outside, and then it's tequila time, and then let me start eating some drugs, and you know whatever is there, we'll take Woo! it. It doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> we 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 have no class and no, we don't discern. We, we we just don't judge. All right, if it's there, why not? Um, that's partially true and partially not true, but uh, <laughs> but the wine that I buy her um, is between ten and twenty bucks. And it's just fine. And if you were to spend a hundred bucks on wine, and I have had those kind, of, I really can't tell that either. Now, with the whiskey factor, and with alcohol in general, I think that there is a way to determine. And this sounds kind of tacky and kind of elitist, but I think that that it's the truth. If you buy Cuervo Gold. You ought to have your ass kicked, uh, for one thing, because <laughs> it's cheap and it's awful. Now, if you spend um, 45 bucks for the same size bottle of uh, Casamigos or of Patron, it is a, there is a discernible difference in taste and after effect, because it's so clean and refined. There is a, a definite difference in cheap tequila and that that costs you know, decent money. In Texas, there are there there are bars that sell only tequila because there are hundreds of kinds yeah. of it. Yeah. Um, but um, with with the uh, you know dark stuff, I have a bottle of Johnny Walker Blue, which is up there with a Macallan as far as the cost and the taste. And I have never opened this bottle, and I've had it for at least five or six years. I'm just waiting for the right reason. Because uh, it it's it's just it's just this velvety incredible taste. If you buy it in a bar, let's say you were in New York, and you went to some little bar and or or you know and asked for a shot of Johnny Walker Blue Neat, it's about ninety bucks. Oh wow! So you will lay off of that real quick. Um, <laughs> but Jefferson's Ocean, I will maintain Wesley that if you tasted that, you would taste a real difference because I had sworn off 
Jack Daniels and Jim Beam. I'm not going to drink this. It just makes me crazy and makes me sick. It's this so stuff disgusting. is is totally different. It is it almost tastes like a liqueur, um, and it's but it's but it you know it's expensive, uh, but there is a difference in what you spend when it comes to liquor as opposed to wine, because there if you you know poured me five glasses of wine and didn't tell me what they cost, I probably couldn't tell you any difference whatsoever. Me neither. Me either. But like but tequila and bourbon, I think are 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 different, and and so is scotch. You know, Dewar's is a mid-price scotch, and it's fine. And I've had several of those. Um, but I just don't really go there anymore. But if I do, I'm going to, you know, buy the good stuff because it's just much more distilled, and it's and it's just cleaner, and it um, creates less vomit. So um, <laughs> less vomit That's is always key. good. There pl- but, yeah, the, on wine, there are plenty, plenty of good... Like twenty dollar bottles of wine. Plenty. I like Plenty. red red blends, but 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 yeah. my husband, yeah. uh, I let him pick the wine because back in the day before I met him, he worked at a nice restaurant in Atlanta, which is still there, and they had to learn all these wines. So he knows not, I mean, not everything about wine, but he knows a lot. So it's it it he well, knows she, what I uh, like, what he thinks that I like and stuff. The, those uh, you know some kind of red blends, uh, apothic is one of the biggies mm-hmm. and uh and a uh, 19 crimes uh, oh, yeah. is the one yeah. that she's oh, yeah. always gone back to that's the first one that we ever saw that has the label that talks to you it's so which is really yeah. really freaky as hell creepy <laughs> um, watching you <laughs> and it's about 10 12 bucks a bottle except for the new one featuring Snoop Dogg really cuz oh, cuz really? Snoop cuz Snoop needs his he needs his little little you know part of this it's nearer to 20 bucks I'm and totally it's really good, that. she said. So Snoop uh, can get his two dollars a bottle. If Snoop is on the you know on the damn bottle, I'm going to buy it just because he's on the bottle. Um, Me too. <laughs> but a 19 Crimes has a four or five different kinds, and depending upon where you buy it, it's like ten bucks a bottle or twelve. But Snoop's is about five bucks, you know, more than that. Five bucks more because it's just it's Snoop, it's Snoop. and it's probably full of weed too. Uh, THC, <laughs> you know. We're gonna find so. Um, but he's just cool, and if if you know Snoop is is for it, then I'm all for it too. So um, he's my hero. I think we gotta try Not that. Really, I just yeah, yes, just it's <laughs> it does taste. I mean, it's it's good. But um, 19 crimes, apothic, seem to be the hip ones. Uh, the barefoot stuff uh, is hip. Uh, cupcake oh, makes yeah. really yeah, good. You know, you know, kind of wine. So. There, or we um, get Red Volution black box. Red Volution. Yeah, I bought her some kind of box or of no, wine. Or no, box. Well, same thing almost. Well, a boxes of wine used to be for those people that were considered white trash. <coughs> uh, but, that, but well, us. Well, that that has changed uh, uh, along with the uh, top that uh, screws off. Yeah. Not anymore. Those things were done for a reason, and the wine is no less good. Uh, they just True. found a more convenient way to, you know, get you in the, you know, in the bottle, and the and you know some of this 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 you know box wine is just fine too. Oh yeah. Unless you go through about two of those a day, then you probably need to seek some help. So. Um, <laughs> yeah. Because it, yeah. it's so damn easy. You know? I know. This is Drake Digital. Um, dumbasses of the day, boy. This is the mom of the year. 
Mother arrested after asking cops what to do about her son's rotting corpse. Hmm. Okay. This is going nowhere good. This guy was in his 50s, found dead on his futon with cuts on his neck. Wonder how they got there. Um, a The mother, who is Japanese, mid-70s, has been locked up. She called the police to ask about what to do with her son's rotting body in the apartment they shared. One might assume that she killed him. Authorities received a request from the woman uh, on Monday and rushed to the apartment. Uh, they were a bit too late because he'd been dead for at least five, ten days. Uh, the fire department showed up. The police came shortly after, and the body's decay hit them when they pulled up to this damn house. Mm. Hello. Uh, officers found the body of this dude uh, lying on a futon in his room with multiple cuts on his neck, and she they don't know why she didn't report this earlier. Uh, she seemed confused. Well, that's a shock. And didn't know what to do, but we weren't able to announce her motives and not reporting until we were able to confirm further details. When they, when they uh, took the body in and did the autopsy, uh, he'd been dead for at least 10 days. Uh, the cuts would have to have been quite deep to indicate any kind of um, murderous intent. But they're going to wait for the autopsy. Aren't there sometimes when it isn't, I mean, it's just dumb to waste the time? She cut this guy so deep with something oh. that... Um, she killed him, and he he just laid there for ten days, on the now useless, and always useless futon. Hasn't everybody at some time in their life owned one of those horribly tacky things to sleep on or something? A futon. <laughs> yes. The, it's the worst purchase ever to make. <laughs> just buy a a you know a, a a cot or something. So they locked her up for a number of things, and she'll be in jail until she dies, which won't be long. So, good luck to her. Who's next? I've got one about a road rage incident that turned into a Monty Python skit. This happened down in Florida, of all places. A guy named Robert and a guy named Peta got into an argument while driving down U.S. Highway 19. They were each in their own vehicles. And once the argument, I guess, that one left, uh, sped off. But anyway, following the argument, uh, Peter drove past Robert and threw a banana at the side of Robert's truck. <laughs> this was more than Robert could stand. Oh, Don't my. know if he's a Monty Python fan and remembered that uh, skit about how to defend yourself against an assailant with fresh fruit. But uh, <laughs> there's one bit in there where a guy charges the other with a banana in his hand, screaming, and John Cleese shoots him. And that's how you defend yourself. <laughs> and that's what Robert did. He uh, almost spit he, coffee. <laughs> nice. He went up to, uh, drove up beside Peter, the guy who had thrown the banana, and shot him uh, with a handgun. The bullet shattered the right front passenger window of Peter's car, and he suffered a non life threatening laceration to his leg from a piece of glass. And then the cops got involved, and now uh, Robert is arrested for shooting a deadly missile into an occupied vehicle and criminal mischief, and Peter is getting off scot-free for assaulting him with a banana. Oh, my God. I'm with okay. him. I like him. Sid, uh, do you have one? Yeah, speaking of stupid people and food, this piece of cheese helped bring down a drug dealer. This is funnier um, than hell, yeah. If evading the police was a goal, this guy named Carl seemed to be doing everything right. He used an encrypted phone system 
uh, one actually favored by an organized crime uh, p- people in Europe mm. to carry out his communications. He his his handle on the thing was Toffee Force uh, to do his business right. selling heroin and cocaine among other illegal substances. Toffee's uh, more fun. Yeah, Toffee Force, bro. Um, but that wasn't really his first downfall. It was a block of blue cheese. He had taken a picture of himself in what looked like a grocery store, holding some kind of cheese that he likes, I suppose, some kind of block of blue cheese, and broadcast it in one of his messages. So the cops were able to take that picture, lift his prints from it somehow, and track him down and arrest him. That's great police work right there. I know. So I don't really understand. If the picture... I guess it was an actual picture and not on social media, but I don't know where the picture, it, it doesn't really, but anyway, he was involved in supplying huge amounts of drugs and caught by just holding some cheese. Um, the uh, This newspaper, I guess, notes that he made two major blunders, mm-hmm. posting the picture in the first place. Uh, the outlet notes the fingerprints have been lifted from before from pictures. And using EncroChat, hmm. which the authorities infiltrated in March of 2020, intercepting millions of supposedly encrypted messages. So he chose the wrong, wrong uh, uh, communications thing or whatever. Um, but yeah, they they say about 60,000 EncroChat users have been ID'd around the globe. Most they, of them um, involved wow. in coordinating and planning huh. the supply and distribution of drugs and weapons and money laundering. And stuff like that. So, can we just close down EncroChat? EncroChat well, period. I don't know what that means, but um, one of the things I'll, I've never forgotten, and it's a probably a decade long ago story um, involving uh, lip prints, was a guy that robbed a bank dressed as a woman uh, with makeup, wig, a dress, and the whole thing, and he got his his uh, stash. And he ran to the door. The door was locked. And his face mashed up against the door. Oh. The police, oh uh, they got yeah. the lip prints off of the door and found this clown. And that's how they did it. That's awesome. It's it's pretty hard to be a you know, criminal these days. I mean, it's, it's just hard to get away with stuff. Although it does happen. But uh, fingerprints, lip prints, all this, you know, forensic stuff is... Is pretty uh, pretty intense these days. Uh, Wes, what did you have left? I've got this story about a man who threatened, called to threaten a police officer, then tried to run several of them over, and he saved the police the trouble of tracking him down when he rammed his car into the police station lobby. I like it. I like his style. This is per a police report at a suburb of Baltimore. Timothy Call called the police department and told them he was going to come there and kill him a police officer. Yeah. Police kept him on the phone, and while they talked to him, they ID'd him, figured out that Tim was driving in the area where he lived, so they sent a few squad cars of police to go have a face-to-face with him. This did not go well. They found Tim driving erratically in the area where they had pinged him at, and they tried to make contact with him. Tim responded by trying to run them over several times. He hit some parked vehicles, then tried to run uh, some more police officers over before fleeing the scene. Story doesn't say if the uh, police gave chase or if they were able to, but it didn't matter because Tim soon turned up at the local police station Uh. at full speed. 
He hit a parked car, kept going, drove his car right through the front doors of the police station. Then he got out of his car and tried to attack the closest police officers. Oh, my God. <sighs> so they tased him. Well, no, if he did, he didn't get it. He got tased instead, yeah. bro. And then they yeah. placed him under arrest. And Don't despite, tase me, bro. I'm trying to kill you. <laughs> despite Tim's best efforts, no police officer suffered any injury. Their building will need some fixing, though. I hope they injured his ass. Yeah. <laughs> Another effort. This is Drake Digital.